0: welcome to get up with God I'm your host Dylan Mavericks good to see you this morning hope you're doing well we're starting another day in the Word of God I hope you got your Bible with you grab your coffee and we're gonna get started here reading the word it's good to see you this morning hope you're having a great week hope you spent some time in the word on your own as well this week and your your God of greatness is giving you revelation and helping you through your week well I'm glad to see you this morning Even though you're probably just waking up, or you may be ready for work, you may be heading to work. If you're listening by an audio podcast, you might be on a commute, but either way, I'm glad that you're with me and you're ready to study the Word with me. Let's jump into this. Open with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 9. We're going to start reading the Word together this morning. Um actually two places open to 1st Corinthians chapter 9 and then let's also open to Hebrews chapter 12 Hebrews chapter 12 and 1st Corinthians chapter 9 Well, are you ready to start your day today? It's gonna be a great day. It's gonna be a fun week We've already started most of our week, but it's going to be fun nonetheless. Um, Don't forget, while I've got your attention here and you're captivated, new podcast starting next week. It'll be weekly released. A new episode will be released weekly. It'll be right on the Get Up With God channel. Um, A channel. I say channel with an E, but channel. Um, It'll be on the Get Up With God channel on all the podcast platforms, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Um. Amazon music, Apple podcast, you name it, tune in any, any podcast platform that has a, available to show a podcast will be on those platforms. It's a new weekly episode called powerful promotion. Let me throw up the ad here. Uh, powerful promotion, a podcast for tips with six, uh, with tips for success. So it'll be a good podcast for you for promotion for succeeding in business and life and anything you put your hand to, no matter what area of life you're in just to get to the next level of success in your life. And, uh, Lord's given me some good tips. I'll give you a sneak preview since you're up early with me and, uh, you're watching live. You'll be the first to hear about it. Even people who listen by audio podcast, you missed it. If you're listening by audio podcast, you're not live right now, but the people that are listening live will be the first to hear this first episode that we're gonna do let me get the title actually because I forgot the title but the first episode that we're gonna do you'll be the first to hear this for power of promotion the podcast it'll just be an audio podcast won't be video but the first episode is called four steps to starting and succeeding at something new four steps to starting and succeeding at something new so be sure to mark your calendars for that. Be ready for the new episode and be sure to follow on the podcast platforms. If you have Apple podcasts, if you have Spotify, if you have any of these platforms, be sure to follow, get up with God. I've got a plat- uh, I've got a, um, podcast on any of those platforms and when you follow and subscribe to it, it will tell you when new episodes come out because I don't have a specific date, but it will be a weekly episode that we come out with tips for success, um, power for promotion so that you don't want to miss those episodes. They'll be dynamic for your life. It'll be really good for you so uh, let's start reading let's do a confession let's pray and then let's get into our scripture and start our day Lord we thank you for this morning we give you praise glory and honor we love you we worship you we magnify you Lord we thank you for all that you do for us we lift you up now we give you this time in the morning we thank you for all that you do for us Lord and we just ask that you'd help us this morning lead us guide us into your word give us revelation on your word and help us with this mighty sharp sword that you've provided to us for our life in jesus name we speak over every person now lord that they would have ears to hear hearts to receive and we thank you lord that they have spirits to see what your word has for them this morning in jesus name and for me i receive it by faith in jesus mighty name and say this with me say my bible is my survival guide for life by it i live and by it i die I receive all the things that it has for me today, and I will walk in greatness for the rest of my life. Amen. What a good confession. You know, you need, to, you need to speak over your body. You need to speak over your life. Words hold more power than anything in this earth. Write that down. Words hold more power than anything else on this earth. I was reading yesterday, Brother Randy, if you're watching this morning, thanks Brother Randy, I love you. I'm pretty sure you're on, I saw you say good morning. Good morning everybody, I see you guys, great, great to see you, good morning, good morning. Thank you guys for watching, appreciate you guys being on, so good to see you guys. Man, it makes me feel good that everybody's up this early watching and If you're on Twitter, thanks for watching. If you're on Twitch, I see we've got uh, viewers on Twitch. Thank you guys for being live with me. Facebook, thank you for being live with me. Uh, Get Up With God on YouTube. I'm reading, so I kind of, anyway. Get Up With God on YouTube. Thank you guys for watching on YouTube. And uh, if you're on Twitter, thank you so much. Be sure to share the post, like the post. Um, That helps a lot to get the word out to people and bring our our name up in the rankings so people can see us that don't know about us all that kind of fun stuff so but I was reading a scripture in Genesis from uh that brother Randy sent to me and um it just reminded me of that as I was thinking about this but that words holds uh, God created so think about this for a second God created any of the things that could be a problem in your life that you see touch or feel that are in the five sense realm even people (laughs) God created everything with words. Words are the most powerful substance, the most powerful item, however you want to say it, on the earth. Nothing is more powerful than words. So you have to get your words aligned in a way that help you. And the way you get your words aligned in a way that help you are using the words that God has spoken. Use the words of the word of God because that can guarantee that you'll receive the things that God has for you in your life. So anyway, let's start in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 9. I lost my place. I meant to mark it. I've got Hebrews marked as well. I said Hebrews 12 and 1 Corinthians 9. So let's turn to 1 Corinthians 9 and start there in verse um, verse 24. It says, Know ye not that they which run in a race run all? but one receives the prize. So run that you may obtain. And every man that strives for the mastery is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we do it as an incorruptible crown. I therefore so run not as uncertainly, so fight I not as the one that beats the air, but I keep under my body and bring it into subjection, lest by any means, when I've preached to others, I myself should be cast away. Let me read a little easier translation. Um, New King James, I might even read the Amplified. 1 Corinthians nine twenty four. Do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but only one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may obtain it, and everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a perishable crown, but we for an imperishable crown. Therefore, I run thus not with uncertainty. Thus, I fight not as one who beats the air, but I discipline my body. I bring it into subjection. Lest when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. So in in Paul, what he's saying to us here is we all have a race that's set before us. Whatever the race is that we have in our life, we all have a race that's set before us and there's a couple things I want to point out here that that stuck out to me as I read, if something sticks out to you as you, as we read these things, share it in the comments. Let me know if it sticks out to you and we can kind of share on that and see if it's something relevant to what we're talking about. But if something sticks out to you as we read and you're like, man, this really, this really hits me in a, uh, a different way, drop it in the comments. I'd like to hear what you have to say about it, whatever platform you're on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, or Facebook, I can see the comments. The only one I can't see is on Twitter. But if you will, uh, if you'll drop a tweet on that post, then I can I can see it on there. So anyway, first thing I notice is do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but only one receives the prize. So run he's saying in verse 24 run in such a way that you may obtain it. And so what I'd gather from that is we all have our own rate. We're all running a race together in life in what we do. And he's saying, even though, in a race, only one person wins the the gold medal, so to speak, or the blue ribbon, the first place prize. That's not the case for you in my life. We're not competing. The, and these are just, you got to understand, I'm just sharing with you what comes into my heart as I read these things. What uh, you know, And I read this morning and things pop into my heart and I write some notes down about what I'm thinking. And so w- the first thing that came into my mind when I saw it, when I read this, run in such a way that you may obtain it but we're not in a competition. That's one of the biggest things I saw when I read this this morning. I'm not in a competition with you, you're not in a competition with me. And as a young person, as I grew up, I was always competing with other people, whether it was mentally, whether it was naturally in, in a, you know competitive sense in, in trying to compete with them to be better than them, whatever it was, but a lot of times it was a mental competition. And I said this yesterday, but a lot of our stress, uh worry, um burdensome things come from what other people think about us or what other people feel or what other you got to remember, you have your race. Everybody has a race. And when I say you, think about this. I'm talking to 20 25 people right now that ha- or however many people are watching that I may not be able to see just from my two my two little views here, but if you're watching this, And I say that you have a race that goes to every individual person. We all have a race that we have to obtain. Even husband and wife, even though we become one, you know, when you're, if you're married, you, you each have your own race to run. You have a race that you have to run and be, uh, uh, a faithful in and try to obtain your prize, but it's not a race that I'm competing against somebody else or I'm trying to beat somebody else in the race. That's not the case whatsoever. I'm competing in my own race. And, and Paul's saying here, run your race as if you were to obtain the prize for your, whatever the first place prize is. But I think uh, one of the biggest things that stresses people out causes burdens, um, anxiety is what is somebody else thinking about the decision or what is somebody else thinking about what I'm doing, or if I'm doing it good enough, or if I'm not doing it good enough, or if I'm doing it the way they want it done. That's where a lot of stress and anxiety comes from. You know, and I'm not saying that's the only stress and anxiety people can have, but that that is a root of a lot of it at a lot of times. So that's out of that first part, something I got of it. I'm not saying that's the only thing you can get out of it. But that's what I receive from that. We all have run in such a way that you may obtain it. You obtain your first place prize as if you were competing against yourself or competing against uh, losing is really what you're competing against. I'm running my race. I'm going to give it everything I have to succeed in what I have to do. Verse 25, and everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. What does temperate mean? It's got a little, I can read it here. Self-control, everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things, has self-control. Now they do it to obtain a perishable crown, but we for an imperishable crown. So in our life as a Christian, now the Power for Promotion podcast that that I'm gonna start doing, the episodes that come out, these are for success in the natural, physical world, things that you can touch, feel, and see. What he's talking about here, though, is not a successful, um, you can apply it to that, it uh, does apply to it. But what he's saying is now that we do it as a Christian, we run our race for an imperishable crown, meaning the life race that we live. So it doesn't just include natural, physical, five senses, success in life. We're running a race to obtain heaven is our ultimate prize. If we can get through life not talking about how we live through this life because that's a whole separate discussion how we live during this life but once we get to the end of our life if we've obtained heaven we've won victory has been obtained it's not just easy access into heaven you do nothing and you obtain heaven gaining the ticket or for lack of a better term the Avenue to get to heaven is easy to get on the path to heaven, but staying on the path is where we have to run the race to continually stay within that vein. The 26 says, therefore I run thus not with uncertainty, meaning I've got faith and confidence. Paul saying I'm confident in the race that I'm running that I'm going to obtain the prize, but that comes with a price. And here's where the meat of it is. Thus I fight not as one who beats the air, but I discipline my body Bring it into subjection, lest when I've preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. Because there's a race that's set before us that uh, that has battles and has obstacles and has hurdles that we have to jump over in order to stay in the place in the uh, I guess you could say in the rankings that we would want to stay in to obtain the prize that God has for us. Turn to being in Hebrews twelve now. So Paul, and, and while you're turning there, listen to what uh, the Dake says here in the, in the footnote section of this, where Paul said, therefore I run not uncertainty, so I fight not as one to beat the air, but I keep my body and bring it into subjection. Listen to what he said here. In the Greek, it's ha strike one under the eye to beat black and blue, And this is Paul's explanation of how he was boxing. Figuratively speaking, he was not shadow boxing, but beating his body black and blue to bring it into slavery, lest he should become a castaway. He considered his body an enemy with which he must contend in mortal combat to keep it under control by self-denial, abstinence, and severe mortification. He acted to keep his body as a slave to the soul, not permitting the soul to be the slave of the body. He did this constantly, lest after he preached to others, he should become a castaway. So this is a serious thing that Paul took into consideration, is that the battles that he's dealing with, or the the battles of his race, were really something he took seriously to keep his body under subjection to... think when's the last time you thought about something uh, keeping your life in that order the another thing you can compare this to you know and even in these times they had the olympics there he references these in some places of uh, keeping his body in a place like an athlete something that was extreme uh um, discipline in those areas And here's some help for you on this beautiful morning in, before the, the crack of dawn, you know, and the sun starts coming up. We're reading the word together. In Hebrews 12, verse 1 says, Therefore we also, since we're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author, the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So here Paul references again the race that's set before us. And I can't think of a better term. You know, I I didn't put a lot of thought into, you know, an analogy or um, a synonym for a race that we obtain, or not a race that we obtain, a race that we're, running um you could say a path you could say the direction of your life you could say the um the avenue of your life or the path of your life we're running a race we're in the midst of a journey down our life and he said listen to what he said here since we're surrounded let me break this down first since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses let us lay aside well let's skip that first or keep before the laying aside of anything we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. What does that mean? Well, I've got a revelation to that, but I want to see what, what Dake says here. Seeing we're also encompassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. He said here, well, he doesn't break that part of it down. So let me share what, I've, what I believe the Lord showed me about this. Laying aside everything is what we're going to get into in a second. But before we talk, before Paul talks about laying aside things in our life, let it laying aside sin, weights, things like that, he said. Seeing that we are also, if and, and for him to add this in here, it had to be an important element to be part of the holy scriptures that we read. He said, therefore, we also, since we're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. Well, what witnesses are we around? Well, witnesses. Well, think about this. If he's talking about laying aside every weight and sin which so easily ensnares us, a lot of times people don't know personally these sins or weights that are holding us down. It's in a private matter. So when I read into this, he's saying we're surrounded by a cloud of witnesses. Well, do you have like a jury that surrounds you on a regular basis judging your every move and watching what you do and witnessing your every move? You don't. I mean, you have points in your day where you have people around you that can see what you're doing, but you don't have people around you witnessing what you do on a regular basis. So when I read this and read into it, what I understand this to be is the ones that have gone to heaven or people that are, are, have ran their race. Uh, the Amplified says, therefore, then when, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses who have become testimony to the, to the truth. In other words, people who have ran their race. And I think of it as, as uh, almost like you're in, you're in the Olympics in a coliseum and your life is laid out in this arena before the ones that have ran their race and they're watching you, cheering you on since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses. And I don't mean this, I don't, I don't want to over-spiritualize this and like bring up people who have passed in your life and they're watching. That's not what I'm trying to make this into. But you're cr- surrounded by a cloud of witnesses people and now really you can even translate that into people that do see what you do on a regular basis that they when they do see what you do you aren't uh they aren't thrown off by what your actions are but you've got people around you constantly spiritually and physically around you that witness what you do be accountable to your actions and what you do and don't do be accountable to yourself be accountable to god make sure god knows When you do something, you're paying attention to it. It's an intentional decision, intentional move. Your race that's set before you. Then he goes on to say, let us lay aside every weight and sin which so easily ensnares us. He mentions two different things here. He doesn't just say, let us lay aside sin that so easily ensnares us. Because sin we know can take us back. I read here what Paul, uh, through the translation here, what Paul did. And then Dakes translated this out. He said, let us lay aside sin, which easily besets us. In other words, harm in the Greek, it's harmasia, missing the mark in a moral sense. The sin that easily besets us is the one each person has been addicted to whatever whatever his weakness is. So obviously we want to lay those sins and lay those things apart, but let's put that to us. Not that that's not relevant or not as important, but I want to put that to the side for a second because Paul has two different thoughts here. He said, let us lay aside every weight and sin. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin that so easily besets us. So We know what sin is and what things are wrong and wrong in God's eyes and what is, what can easily ensnare us and can take us away. We know that. So what is the weight then? Let us lay aside every weight. Well, we've been talking about this week, follow peace in your life, follow the peace of life. And when you don't have peace, There's weights. So if we translate this or we reread this and we're not going to take anything out of context or take anything away from this, meaning we're not going to remove anything from it. But when it says, let us lay aside every weight and we just leave the second part out and just continue reading because it's the same thought. We're just not reading the second part. Let us lay aside every weight and uh, that so easily ensnares us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. So what weight can easily ensnare us? What weight can prohibit us from running the race with endurance? You put a name to it. What could it be that easily, not sin, there's two different, there's weights and then there's sin that easily ensnares us. Let us lay aside the weights and sins that easily ensnare us. And anything that pulls you off of this path, this race of life that we're living, that we're running, competing in, that pulls us off of this race to obtain the prize that God has promised out for us, can become sin to us. So put a name to it. Put a name to it. What is, the, what is a weight that can easily ensnare you? Not a sin, but that weight. Something that is a burden to you. Something that is weighing you down that prohibits you from going to the, enduring the race and going to the capacity that you know you can obtain or should obtain. To the level in which you should obtain you 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 have to get to the point where you're dissatisfied with living life quote as usual or living life just to get through you have to get beyond that point life is not just for the living and existing life is to be fulfilled with the fullness of god that he has for you because when you do that you become a testimony Like we said, you're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. That could be heavenly witnesses, and that could be witnesses surrounding you physically. And when people see and hear, not just see your physical and financial and spiritual and emotional status, when you share with them and they hear from you about that and they see it on you and those two align up, now you have impact on people and more people brought back into the kingdom for God to love and take care of. And it. Continues to ripple that way, but when all you're trying to do is live through life and just make it, just survive, well, you you will. I mean, you're sitting here today. Here you are. You're making it. Why not make it better? Well, I made it through. Well, why don't you make it through better? Let us lay aside every weight. Then it goes into verse two, looking unto Jesus, who is the author and finisher of our faith. So he's saying here, I've done the work for you. I'm the author and the finisher of it. I'll authorize the faith. I start the faith for you. I'm the one that instigates the faith. Excuse me. Instigates the substance of faith within you. Instigates it. Creates the substance of faith of the things hoped for. And then I finish it for you. So you, all you have to endure, all you have to do through this is endure. You don't have to start it and you don't have to finish it. Jesus does that. All you have to do is run, continue running, endure, patience, consistency, self-control, be consistent in it. He starts it. He finishes it. I mean, you're like a pinch hitter What do they call it? Is it a pinch hitter? You don't even swing the bat and you don't hit the, uh, 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 hit the home plate. All you do is you take off running. Jesus starts it. Jesus finishes it. He's the one that swings the bat. He's the one that brings it home. All you got to do is just run. It's what he said. I'm the author. Jesus is, the, is the author and finisher of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame because Jesus had a bigger picture. Than just what he was going presently going through. That's why he was able to do what he was called. What he was called to do, go to the cross, take our sin burdens, things like that. He was. Uh, he he knew beyond. He could see beyond what he could presently see in front of him. who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. I mean, I think about how else could other than Jesus, literally living your life for you and you just sitting there on cruise control, like in that movie click with Adam Sandler, where he just presses uh, like play on the remote and and life just goes by and he's not participating. He's just there. Have you ever felt that way? You're you're you are living life. You're in life, but you're not participating. You're at the game. You're at the show. You're at the concert. You're just you're not participating in the concert. I used to do that when I was young. I'd go to concerts. I'd go to shows and I'd be there. I'd be present. I'd be in the mix of things, but I wouldn't participate. You understand what I mean? I wouldn't. I wouldn't be a participant in what was happening. I was embarrassed. I was shy. I was this. And I didn't participate in the event. But I was there. And this is how a lot of Christians live today. They're, they're here. I see you. But they're not participating. Be a participant. Be involved. Put your hand to the plow. Allow God to use you. Jesus is starting it and finishing it. All you've got to do is just run. And run hard that you may obtain the things that God has for you. Live life to the absolute fullest that you can. There's no reason you shouldn't. There's no reason you can't. Everything is made available to you. And don't let, you can't allow fear or the weight of things to hold you back from the best that God has for you. Paul said, "Let us lay aside every weight that so easily ensnares us. Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us because when you the when you're in fear that's a weight. Let me read this to you when you're in fear, that's a weight." That's, that, that is a weight that burdens you down. I wrote this down. Nothing can come by faith unless it comes by God. And nothing can come by fear unless it comes by Satan. Nothing can come by faith unless it comes by God. And nothing comes by fear unless it comes by Satan. I think I stole that from my pastor, but shh, don't tell him. But nothing comes by fear unless it comes by Satan. That's a weight. That is a weight that ensnares you. It's not just sin. It becomes sin because you end up missing the mark. You end up missing God. So, hey, love you. Thanks for joining me today. Don't forget, be sure to share the post, like the post, and uh, thank you for being with me this morning. Everybody that's joining, uh, yeah, I agree, Best. All every one of those things that you've mentioned here can become a weight and a heaviness that are not sin, but they're heaviness. Agreed. I do I choose not to be a spectator. Fear is faith in reverse. Fear is faith in reverse. Choose to put the weights down. How do you do that? How do you put these weights down? How do you put these the fear down? Probably go into that tomorrow a little bit more. How do you lay aside this every weight and lay aside the sin? Well, for you to lay something aside, you must be carrying it. Woo! All right, love you. Have a great day today. I will see you bright and early tomorrow morning. Thank you for joining. Check out my video at the end. Uh, go to my website. If you got any prayer requests, anything like that. Become a supporter. Pray for the ministry. Believe with me. Um, sow into the ministry. Do whatever you can. Believe, believe God with me. We, we want to impact people and reach people. This is a good thing. Love you. This was good today. Hope you have a great day. I love you so much. I'll see you in the morning.